Welcome to Inside Muskegon, the podcast featuring Jason Pisecki. Now, Inside Muskegon. Welcome to Inside Muskegon. This is episode number six. I'm Jason Pisecki. The Inside Muskegon podcast is a weekly show featuring interviews with community leaders and comments from everyday people from Muskegon, Michigan. The goal of the podcast is to engage Muskegonites in a dialogue about the issues that affect our everyday lives. This week's show features an interview with Chris Kelly, a commentary on the interview, listener feedback, and information on contacting Inside Muskegon. As I said, our interview this week is with Chris Kelly, who is a member of the development group for the Edison Landing Smart Zone in downtown Muskegon, Michigan. I'm here with Chris Kelly, a member at Parmenter O'Toole and also a member with Lakefront Development. Thank you for taking the time out to speak with us at Inside Muskegon, Chris. Glad to do it, Jason. Wanted to start out by asking you, uh, what is Edison Landing? Well, Edison Landing is a place. Uh, it's located on Muskegon Lake in downtown Muskegon. It's a 34-acre parcel of land that uh, a company called Lakefront Development purchased uh, several years ago and has uh, divided up into 16 units for development. Uh, it's currently 16. It could be more. It could be less. But it's it's for sale, and we're hoping to bring business to downtown Muskegon. Yep. And uh, where is uh, where is it located for people that might not be familiar? Yeah, it's right downtown. It's located near the um, the hotel down here, the big new hotel, and it's uh, at the end of Terrace Street. If you get on Terrace Street and go to Muskegon Lake, you run right into it. Yep, right on Muskegon Lake. It is right on the lake. All right. Tell us a little bit about your background and how you became involved in the Edison Landing Project. Uh, born and raised in Muskegon, Jason, uh, Big Red, and um, left for college and law school and w- always wanted to come back here. Uh, joined the law firm back in 1985 and uh, have been here ever since. We, um, The law firm, when I came here in 85, was about eight or nine lawyers, and since then it's it's grown now to 22 uh, and our facility here is just too small to accommodate that many lawyers and staff. So quite a while ago, back in the late 1990s, we made the decision, actually made two decisions. We made one decision was to move the law firm. We decided that this location wasn't, even the, the land here was not big enough to have a building sufficient for our needs. Uh, and the other decision we made was to stay in downtown Muskegon. Uh, this law firm has been downtown since its inception back in the 40s, and we thought it was important to be downtown. So here's where the story starts. Um, <laughs> I thought that was the story. <laughs> no, that's the little background for the story. But the story is um, when we made the decision to stay downtown, we wanted to be on Muskegon Lake. Uh, one of the things that's always bothered me as a uh, resident here, growing up here, is that we just – didn't see nice development on Muskegon Lake. It's such a great resource, and yet, in my opinion, grossly underutilized, especially downtown. Yeah, definitely. And so we took a look around, and this was real interesting. I kind of found the answer to the question, but um, we determined there's only six property owners that own all of downtown Muskegon Lakefront. And we approached all of them trying to buy just an acre or two to build a new office building on, and none of them would sell uh, any of the land. A little frustrated, I went to see the city. It was very helpful. Uh, met with Kathy and Brian and those guys over at City Hall. 
uh, and they explained to me about something that was happening with the Teledyne property. The Teledyne property was uh, 45 acres, uh, and the city had just recently uh, condemned uh, 11 of those acres for the through the eminent domain process to build the next extension of Shoreline Drive. There, and it's currently built, and I think we all know where it goes. Uh, but 11 of those acres the city needed to acquire through the eminent domain process, and that left 34 acres owned by Teledyne. And the city suggested, and I thought it was a good one, that uh, why don't you buy the 34 acres, and then we can finally open up the lakefront for others to come and build on Muskegon Lake. Uh, and so we did that. We bought uh, the 34 acres. Uh, working with the city and some designers put together a site plan that divided the the land up into 16 units and um, went to work. And then uh, Smart Zone came along. And this is back around 2000, 2001. Um, are you familiar with that, Jason? That's. Uh, I was going to ask you about that, you know, some of the incentives to locate a business in the smart zone. And really, you know, maybe you could share with our listeners what that really means. Yeah, smart zone came along. It was uh, a guy named Doug Rothwell was the uh, CEO of the MEDC, the Michigan Economic Development Corporation. Uh, and he and his staff came up with this idea of attracting business to Michigan and modeled the smart zones after other successful regions in the country like uh, the Research Triangle in North Carolina, like uh, Austin, Texas, like um, the Silicon Valley in California. And they looked at those at those regions and determined that there was uh, a partnership happening that wasn't happening in Michigan. And that partnership was a three-party partnership between the private sector, local units of government, and education. And the piece that was missing in Michigan was the education piece. Uh, and so... They offered this program to allow companies and universities and cities and counties to partner up and form these economic development areas. And then the the tax incentives, if you were high-tech, and there's a qualifier there, Mm -hmm. if there were high-techs, there were various tax incentives, um, uh, credits, and um, just no taxes at all for high-tech tech companies, not like, for example, the law firm's not a high-tech company. Even though we use technology, we're not a software creator kind of company um, to locate in the smart zone. But the bigger piece of that that Michigan was missing out on was a lot of university research is done throughout the state, and then that that idea gets put on a shelf somewhere. And Michigan was me- missing out on the on the marketability of that technology, of those inventions, of those ideas, those concepts were research projects, but they ended there. And what these other communities have done is they've partnered those universities with business so that the university can make money. Uh, They can get a product, they can get a patent, they can get it into market. The university makes uh, a royalty from that. And, of course, the company that brings it to market makes money on it. And so that's what the Smart Zone was designed to do. and in Muskegon, we were fortunate enough to partner with Grand Valley State University, and we were also very fortunate even to get the Smart Zone designation. Uh, many uh, communities applied. I think the application list was over 50, uh, and, the, and they originally were 10, but they actually chose 11 communities to get the Smart Zone designation. And then what, 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 what's happening right now in Muskegon is you've got the, and, and every, I should say this, every Smart Zone had a uh, theme. 
Uh, Detroit had some automotive themes. Ann Arbor had some software themes. Uh, Grand Rapids has life sciences. Uh, Muskegon's theme is energy. And um, we thought appropriate at the time with what was going on in the Middle East that energy would be a very good uh, program to run. So uh, through Grand Valley, we hired Dr. Imad Mahawili, um, who has organized uh, and helped bring to Muskegon a uh, hydrogen-powered fuel cell, which is operating right now in the Grand Valley building. They're doing energy research every day down there. But they've also, the, the marketability part of it, they have incubator space where they've got, right now, they've got companies in there developing products, taking them to market, uh, working in this country and other countries to sell those products. Uh, and uh, that's the the economic benefit to the to Muskegon because once they go through the incubator phase, if the product is successful, the theory is they'll stay here, they'll grow their business here, and things will get better. Yeah, definitely. And I I think having Grand Valley as part of the smart zone is huge for uh, Muskegon. I mean, the facility there is awesome, and the type of research they're doing there is groundbreaking, especially what you said in lieu of what's happening in the Middle East and I think people need to become more aware of the type of groundbreaking research that Dr. Mahawili is is doing there, and it really is an asset uh, to have in our community. Definitely, Jason, and and it's and it's not just you know oil issues they're working on. They're working on you know there's there's the global warming issue. They're trying to like for example this uh, energy fuel cell they have there now produces 100 percent of their energy, uh, and they're actually able to sell some back to to consumers. Um, with zero emissions. I mean, we all know that the coal-producing, energy-producing companies create emissions. Well, this one is emission-free, which is pretty neat. Yeah, definitely. Um, in addition to some of the uh, the education component that you talk, touched on there and Parman or O'Toole locating their office in Edison Landing, what type of tenants are you looking for there? Well, things have changed since we bought this dramatically in Muskegon County. Um, when we first bought this property, the Muskegon Mall was fully operational. Uh, all the stores were still here. Uh, and it was really this, the retail center for the county of Muskegon. That has changed. And the retail center now, I think everybody would agree, is the corner of Sternberg and Harvey Street out in Fruitport and Norton Shores. And uh, the mall has relocated, a different company, but the central regional mall has moved out there. And, and and following that are, are just really an incredible amount of economic growth. If you look at all the restaurants and the and Myers and and uh, home uh, uh, Lowe's and not Lowe's and Menards Menards that's the one out there. But uh, all across up and down Harvey Street, it's uh, just been an incredible development, uh, which is great for Muskegon. Uh, the problem is that's been negative for downtown because the the type tents that a lot of those tenants that have gone out there, a lot of the restaurants, a lot of the uh, financial institutions, the insurance companies, those, to me, could go either place. Those could be downtown-type businesses. And if the mall was still downtown, if downtown was still the retail center, uh, I think we would have a much better chance of getting those tenants downtown. So originally we had quite a big retail component in our plans. We had a whole kind of boulevard coming in, which is there, um, lined with small retail shops, downtown-type shops. We don't see that happening for some time because of the shift in retail. So our focus lately has been more on the office tenant. 
um, working with some developers to attract tenants to their buildings. They've got plans for buildings. They want to get tenants. You know, Jason, we've talked to you about it. Yep, definitely. And um, we'd like to see. I think that's going to be where it's going to start. The other side that we're still uh, enthusiastic about is the residential side. I mean, we have the ability now with um, all the lake frontage that we have to put condominiums and townhouses on Muskegon Lake. And I think if you talk to anybody who's worked on the downtown issues for the last 10 years, and I'm pretty involved in that, uh, everybody agrees that a strong residential component is essential for a thriving downtown. If you look at any one of the good downtowns in America, you can go around Manhattan, Chicago, you know, San Diego, the keys to them were bringing the people down there, getting people living downtown, because uh, it would be convenient to walk to work or ride your bike. It would be convenient to have your shopping and your dry cleaner and your deli all downtown. And um, we we do want to see some retail. I think there's some room for some restaurant. I think there's some room for some uh, for a deli, for dry cleaners, for a liquor store, you know, those sort of things. Yeah, when you talk about riding your bike or walking to work, I mean, with Edison Landing, you could take your boat to work. And, you could take your boat to and work. And there already is the beginnings of a boardwalk uh, developing down there. And, I mean, I could visualize something in the summer because I've you know been past it in a boat several times. And you could just pull your boat right up to the dock there and walk right into Parmenter or O'Toole or you know, shopping or whatever it is. Or your condominium. Yep, definitely. So I think that's definitely exciting and something that would be great for Muskegon. Along those lines, uh, what can Muskegon business owners do to support Edison Landing? Well, I think they have to seriously consider operating their business downtown. I mean, we made the decision. Um, I I can tell you it would have been a lot easier uh, from a planning and construction and a variety of reasons uh, to to not do what we're doing. I mean, this has been uh, quite an undertaking for the law firm, and we could easily have gone somewhere very easy in Norton Shores, for example, or other places to to operate our law firm. But we believe in the downtown concept, and we think that uh, the community, the Muskegon County community, the whole community is defined by its downtown area. If you look at all the downtowns across the state of Michigan, they're defined by their downtown. Yeah, definitely. Thomas Friedman talks about globalization in his best-selling book, The World is Flat, and we're all well aware that manufacturing is on the decline, not only in Muskegon, but throughout all of Michigan. So how can Edison Landing help businesses compete in the new global economy? Well, I think that the, I think the key to competition is your people. I think that uh, talented or successful companies have talented people. I think that, I, can, I don't think anybody can dispute that. And one of the things that a company needs to do to attract those talented people is to look at the environment in which those people are going to work. And in Muskegon County, I think one of our greatest resources is the water and the waterfront and our natural resources. And if you can develop a work environment that features the water, uh, features a uh, bike trail that goes from Lake Michigan to North Muskegon, feature easy access to the highway, feature those things, Um, it all goes to attracting those talented people. And if we can get the talented people to Muskegon, and those sources are two, people who have lived here before and left and people that have never been here, and to me it's easier to attract those who have left, who know Muskegon and are looking for a way to come back. If you can show them um, 
a shiny new office facility on Muskegon Lake with all the things we've talked about already with boats and waterfront and bikes and bike trails. Uh, I think it helps that company compete locally, nationally, and globally. I couldn't agree with you more, and that's kind of what brought me back to Muskegon after spending several years in the Detroit area in my 20s, and now I'm you know back here a little bit older and with a family, and I mean, I can think of no better place to work than, you know, on Muskegon Lake and have access to that kind of natural beauty. And it would just be a great creative work environment that I think would really do something to attract a lot of these uh, people that have either left or people in their 20s that are thinking about leaving and, you know, keeping them here in our community. I I agree, Jason. I think that um, uh, it's the key to the future of Muskegon is to have those creative people come back here, well-educated, creative people. Yep, definitely. All right, moving on to our last question. You have one minute alone with the CEO of a major employer considering moving their business to Edison Landing. Make your pitch to get that business there. Well, I would, I would, I would ask him, or I would tell him, I suppose, uh, if your business is like my business, the key to its success is its people. And just like we just talked about, if you want to attract talented people to your company, you need to have an attractive work environment. And we can create that for you. We can make it right here at Edison Landing. Uh, we can give you water. We can give you bike trails. We can give you all the amenities that we've got. Uh, and on top of that, we can give you some tax incentives. Great. Fantastic. Well, thank you very much, Chris. I appreciate you taking the time with us, and uh, best of luck with the project. Well, thank you, Jason. Thank you very much. Chris Kelly is definitely one of the leading champions of the Muskegon cause, and I, for one, applaud his involvement in this community. He's truly putting his money where his mouth is, for lack of a better term, with Edison Landing. He's not only invested in the project from the development point of view, but he's committed his company resources to building a new office there. And I think other business owners can definitely take a cue from him. Now, if you haven't seen where Edison Landing is, or maybe you haven't been there in a while, I would really encourage you to check it out. It's located on Shoreline Drive, and one of the best ways to probably get there, perhaps if you're taking Seaway Drive, is just take Terrace uh, to Shoreline, and you'll see it right there on Muskegon Lake. It has a stunning view and easy access from the highway, and you know, perhaps if you're out of town, if you wanted to take a look using Google Earth or some other mapping software, just map out where Merrick is, which is 200 Viridian Drive in Muskegon, Michigan, 49440. And you can see that it's right on Muskegon Lake and it has easy access to Lake Michigan. Edison Landing is one of only 11 smart zones in Michigan. Basically what a smart zone is, is a technology park that can use special tax financing to support the development of a high-tech infrastructure And smart zones are being marketed throughout the country as a premier locations for technology-based businesses. Each lot within the smart zone is qualified to also be classified as brownfield, which has additional tax incentives. So whether you're a technology-based business or just a, um, you know, any type of business in any industry, there are tax incentives to locate your business in the smart zone and in a place like Edison Landing. Now, a recent story in the news talked about the Muskegon Area Chamber of Commerce's plan to 
lead the way in the redevelopment of downtown Muskegon. And they're going to be undertaking a capital campaign to raise money for a new office building. Now, as a chamber member, I am definitely 100% behind their plans. And I think it is uh, fantastic that they're going to kind of, you know, start out by getting the ball rolling and getting some momentum going with getting a new office. And the chamber is deciding between Edison Landing and the old mall property. Now, to me, I see the Western Avenue area and the old mall property as more of a retail place with some um, shops and residential and entertainment and things like that, kind of in that entertainment district by the Frauenthal and the Walker Arena. Whereas, in my opinion, I see Edison Landing as more of the business part of the development and the renaissance of downtown Muskegon. So I hope that the Chamber gives strong consideration to locating their office in Edison Landing because I think it would be a fantastic place to have an office and really showcase some of Muskegon's natural beauty being right on Muskegon Lake, being close to Lake Michigan, and really lead the way to spur the development there in not only Edison Landing, but uh, the entire downtown area. And either way, I think it's just great that the Chamber is leading the way and they're going to build a new office in downtown Muskegon. So stay tuned. We'll see what they decide. And if you're interested in more information on Edison Landing, maybe you are looking to expand your business or move your business within Muskegon or one of the neighboring communities, or perhaps you're an outside business, a technology base that could really benefit from the type of incentives to locate your business in a community like Muskegon. If you are interested, you should check out their website at edisonlanding.com. I wanted to move on now to some listener feedback on the interview with Dr. Imad Mahawili with Grand Valley State University's Michigan Alternative and Renewable Energy Center. The first comment is from Ross in Norton Shores, and he said, I appreciated hearing a comment from you and the fact that you took what Dr. Mahawili said a bit further. How great would it be if Muskegon could lead the way in renewable energies after years of being part of the Rust Belt? This kind of outside-the-box thinking is exactly what Muskegon and this country needs. Now, our next comment was posted on our website, and they say, It was a very interesting and provocative interview. Born and raised in Muskegon, I am excited that Muskegon is taking a leadership role on renewable energies. It was great to hear a positive spin on Muskegon, and I hope to see more technology-driven enterprises locate in downtown Muskegon soon. Well, thank you very much for that comment. And the last comment that I want to share is from Andrew in Leland, Michigan. And Andrew says, I think you make some excellent points regarding the impact that a commitment to alternative energy could have on the entire state of Michigan. And incidentally, Andrew is also the editor of Absolute Michigan, which is a website that has a collection of links and news and information about Michigan. So definitely check that out. It's a great resource. And the website address is absolutemichigan.com That brings us to the conclusion of episode number 6 of Inside Muskegon For more information, visit our website at insidemuskegon.com For Inside Muskegon, I'm Jason Pisecki. Feedback is welcome at jason at insidemuskegon.com This has been Inside Muskegon, the podcast featuring Jason Pisecki. Feedback is welcome at InsideMuskegon.com.